Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This has got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right, don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. A London derby, a long way from the English capital, but the intensity will be just as great with Chelsea looking to end the UEFA Europa League unbeaten and Arsenal hoping to claim a place in the UEFA Champions League next season. Chelsea going front! Olivier Giroud against his former club. Chelsea with an overload. Here's Pedro. 2-0 to the Blues. An assist for Ed Nazard. Pedro. Giroud waits for his chance. Giroud goes down. And the penalty is awarded. Hazard set. Hazard scores. Well, maybe. Just maybe. Arsenal at least now have some hope. Giroud. Hazard. It's going to be his night. It's going to be Hazard's night. And it's going to be Chelsea's night. I'm Pat Nevin. This is Ali Riley. Hi, this is Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and you're listening to the London Is Blue podcast. Welcome back, Chelsea fans, to another episode of the London Is Blue podcast. Your home for all things Chelsea FC. Dan, Mike, Nick, and myself cover all the match reviews from the latest Chelsea matches. We cover the team news and even throw you some exclusive interviews. Thank you already for being an awesome listener. And you know what? Let's jump right in. Welcome back, Chelsea fans, to another episode of the only team in London with a European, European Cup. Cup. My boys, welcome to Championship Podcast Time. This is the only reason, Nick, why we podcast is for these days 
where we celebrate the trophies. It's a, it's look, it's been an up and down year. Um, I'm glad it's ended on a a couple of big ups. Um, it, it, it makes this thing a little worthwhile. It got pretty stagnant there in the middle of the season, but we are, uh, Happy to be podcasting as Europa League winners, and that is wonderful. It is good that we have the entire team as well. I mean, that's only fair. So, Daniel, Michael, enjoying your presence here, and and I think full to- name oh, FC, names. yeah, full you name know. FC. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's formal time. All right, we've got the tuxes on. We've got the champagne yes. and the beers. All right, I think we should crack off this episode the way everyone should, and that's by opening their beverage of choice. For celebration, are you are you guys ready? Ready. Oh yeah. Yep. All right. Here we go. <sighs> well, that was just wonderful, wasn't it? The only team in London with the European, European Cup. Cup. We're the only team in London with the European Cup. We're the only team. I love that time Thanks, zone Dan. delay between you two. That you guys really nailed that. Um, but anyways, you can fix that in post production. That's that's all you need to do. Real. Yeah. Real Help quick. Us out. <laughs> Dan, you've been slacking. We've got some iTunes reviews, some some hard-working people that deserve some recognition. That is true. We do have some five-star iTunes reviews. You could call them, I mean, they're basically undefeated, much like Chelsea in the entirety of the Europa League this season. When you have a five-star review, it's basically the same equivalent. We had Frankie A117. We had Hurricane Mike 04, C-Turi 11. Good to see you, you know, not just on the Discord, but leaving the five-star review. Question asker, one, two, three, four, five. And then uh, Will F., all leaving some wonderful five-star reviews on iTunes. We super appreciate it. We'll continue to give shout-outs as we head into the postseason to the end of the technical season because, you know what? Chelsea's a preseason, and we keep on going with that, too. We don't stop, Brandon. Absolutely not. And uh, shout out to Mike here, who clearly was using his stage name uh, to leave <laughs> an iTunes review. So yeah, appreciate that. How did you guess? The uh, hurricane. Uh, a huge shout out to Connor, with only one N, uh, for joining the Patreon gang right after uh, the match today. We will be reaching out to you very soon. Saw your email come in, and we will get you Discord access, which is what it's all about. Discord, gentlemen, was popping today. Um, and before we get into that, though, I think this would be a good opportunity to l- have our fans learn a little bit about us and, and our style. So I want to know what everyone's drinking. I think that that's a good way to get to know you. So, Mike, you you live in Tacoma. What What is your beverage of choice? Uh, I have a delicious... IPA. Um, this is a special beer from the East Coast uh, called uh, by Heavy Seas Brewery. It's a loose cannon. Uh, it's one of my favorite beers in the whole world. So, so it's also the beer Marshall. that describes you. Yeah, how wonderful yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah, don't say <laughs> with a Wild fine card. with a fine grapefruit finish. Uh, <laughs> wow, appreciate that, Hurricane. Um, <laughs> keep it West Coast. Uh, Dan. Yeah, I went for, uh, you know, we needed someone had to take the bullet for the, the cork popping for the champagne. So I've got a Cook's Champagne, uh, a, a $10 finest champagne it's, you can get. It's the beer of champagnes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miller, eat your heart out. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for taking one for the team, I guess. I mean, Nick. Uh, after you survived that tornado yesterday, I'm assuming you've got something real fancy. Yeah. You know what? Uh, there's a, a beer company uh, local to Casey. It is called Casey Beer Co. with an I because it's a German beer company. 
they have a beer called the Der Bauer. Uh, that is a farmhouse ale made with German hops. It is wonderful. And uh, look, uh, we had an F5 tornado yesterday. That was a mile wide, and I'm grateful to be drinking it today. So that's that. Well, here's the real thing, though. We could all be troops from Arcelfan TV and just be drinking salt. Tears. <laughs> so, so many of those. Uh, but not me. I have a Bauhaus local craft brewery here. It's called Wonder Stuff. It's a new Bohemian Pilsner. Plenty of great flavor. Anyways, uh, let us know what your celebratory drink of choice was for this match because we earned it. We all earned it. It's been a hell of a season. It's been a hell of a Europa League, and we did it. And uh, one of my favorite tweets from We Are The Shed said, Hey, Arsenal, we didn't even want it. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a fun Uh, one. So, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. We're going to run a really quick ad. And when we get back, it is all about the match review. All right, here we go. So, opponent was Arsenal, LOLOL. It was the Europa League final, and it was in Baku in the Olympic Stadium there. Shout out to the the handful of thousands of Chelsea fans that made it there. You are all super, super dedicated to to make that journey because from everything we heard, it was not simple and straightforward at all. And if you missed it, it was this past Wednesday, May 29th. Scoreline, Blues 4, Gooners 1. Uh, lineups and stats, Dan. Go ahead and kick it off with some lineups. Obviously, getting into it, it was really interesting. You've got injuries. Um, I mean, Angola Conte was the big doubt. And then it was just even lineup decisions. Alonzo, Emerson, Pedro, William. A lot of stuff that was really close uh, to tell. And Maurizio gambled and won big. Well, you, you covered a lot of names there, but we'll go through it. So uh, Europa League winner. Kepa Aretha Blaga in the sticks. And then we saw a defense, which included multiple European champion David Luiz, uh, Azpilicueta getting his Europa League victory as well. We had Second one. Yes. Uh, we had Emerson with his Europa League winning opportunity. We had also the benefit of playing one, I mean, eventually Zappacasa later in the match, which to me is the most unlikely of all of the Europa League champions that we had <laughs> in this match. Andreas Christensen, Europa League winner, moved forward into our midfield. Golo Kante, World Cup winner, multiple Premier League winner, and now a European champion as well alongside Kovacic, who now is a four-time, because of his time at Real Madrid, European champion. Um <laughs> Jorginho, who's a year now European champion. And then we had a front three that included an Hazard, European champion, along with Livid Giroud, World Cup winner and European champion, and laughing at Arsenal all the way to the end of it. If you haven't seen the clip on Twitter, it's amazing. Legend. Legend. <laughs> like just, uh, along with uh, Pedro, who just has a, like, Spurs wish they had a trophy cabinet as large as his, because not many people will ever contest what John Terry has in terms of a trophy cabinet. Pedro is like the one person on earth who can yeah. do that. Hell, they're um, jealous of Zappacasa's trophy cabinet. And Maurizio <laughs> Sarri's, get out of here. We like go right to the top. Pedro's the, only, Pedro's the only one in the world to win the World Cup, the Euros, the Champions League, the Europa League. I mean, dude has won it all. Club Domestic world titles world. in England and Spain. 
un- unbelievable uh, career that he's continuing to have. So good for him. Yeah, uh, he and- exports his dust bunnies to the Tottenham <laughs> case because they have space for it. Honestly, something's got to go in there. Uh, but anyways, as we run through this, uh, these are stats from UEFA. So if you have issues with them, go talk to them. Uh, Chelsea had 14 attempts to Arsenal, who had 15. Um, Chelsea had eight shots on target to Arsenal, only managing two. Uh, Chelsea had five shots blocked. Arsenal had four. Hey, guess what? We didn't hit the woodwork, but Arsenal did. Wow. <laughs> That's wow. nice to be on the, that side of that. Uh, possession, 48% for Chelsea, 52% for Arsenal. And then distance covered. This I, I'm interested. I always look at this. Uh, but Chelsea had 101.6 kilometers covered. Arsenal only 95.9. And you can probably make that difference up down to Mesut Ozil. But who am I to? to <laughs> well, I was actually going to say that shoot. 95% of that was one leg N'Golo Kante running around <laughs> oh, Torreira, <God>. who is <laughs> apparently better than N'Golo Kante. And we've completely Nobody's buried that argument that. under the ground. Uh, Arsenal Twitter P- people has. People have, yes. And now it's been buried. Again. It's done. Yep. It's dusted. Right. All right, Nick, so as we look at this, obviously Chelsea went through this competition undefeated. Uh, some top awards on beyond just the team trophy, some individual awards. We have Olivier Giroud, golden boot winner, big time. Yeah, Olivier Giroud was wonderful in this game, especially in the second half. Um, I'm really glad he started. I think he just does a really great job of playing a role for the team. You know, he took pressure off of players. He took Arsenal defenders away from Eden Hazard and Pedro. There's just a lot to like about his style of play. And I know that he hasn't already or always finished um, his chances in the Premier League. But but my God, I mean, in this tournament, uh, he was just kind of a man possessed and provided a lot of relief for uh, our other misfiring strikers. So um, just wonderful for Olivier Giroud. He just keeps winning stuff. And uh, and a little slight to Arsenal on the way out didn't hurt his uh, status with Chelsea fans either. Never. No, the, the video afterwards, again, we'll reference it multiple times. But if you've not seen it, we've retweeted it. It's phenomenal. It's from Jorginho's video. They're on the bus. They're celebrating. Giroud walks through with the trophy and says, thank you, Arsenal, and just starts laughing. <laughs> I mean, you know, not many times will I buy into the whole, like, injected into my veins scenario, like, of just the absolute, like, trolling and enjoying <laughs> the absolute schadenfreude for someone else, Mike, but that is a special moment, and Giroud is clearly, at this point in his career and his life, absolutely a blue. Oh, I mean, 100%. It's, <clears throat> I think we do well with taking uh, former Gooners and bringing them here and winning trophies. Uh, Sesk would have something to say about that, but I, I think from a, an arc, it's a rehabilitation or, program. That's actually what exactly, it is. exactly. You know, same with Ashley. Um, but you know, for him to have basically been told he's not good enough, and then for him to have, you know, the first goal of the European final, uh, uh, you know, against Lacazette, and you know, congrats to him. What a moment! Um, just fantastic. I, I was pretty happy. I was wearing his kit today, so I was I was pumped. And shout out to William, you know, he had yeah. the top assists in the competition. So all around really, really good tournament for Chelsea from start to finish. Uh, mainly the, the finish though, obviously uh, big time victory. Uh, we have plenty of goals to go through. So let us 
revel in this. 49th minute World Cup winner Olivier Giroud assist Emerson. Uh, Mike, again, as the f- flag-flying fanboy of Giroud, I'll let you take what? this one. Oh, hey. <clears throat> oh, no, 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 he's been on that bandwagon longer yeah. than you, Nicholas. Like, I, I'm not not to officiate. I have mm-hmm. stuck up for him all year. Please. You suck, yeah, yeah but, but we there's been Mike more than been one year. Mike has been on the bandwagon year. just a little bit longer. Yo, he bought the kit, blood. Yeah. No, it's it's everything you want. It's everything you want from a center forward. He muscles um, Koscielny and basically a, a beautiful um, assist from Emerson, who just puts it on a rope and he just gets to the corner and beats Czech near near post. Um, just uh, an, an effort and a hustle goal. It was a carbon copy of the um, Ramirez to Drogba goal against Napoli in the Champions League. I mean, it mm-hmm. was that diving cross. You know, the one that's just hit kind of low enough for um, for Giroud to kind of duck down and get his head around. And I don't know, man. Like, to generate that much power from that ball is is really special. So, I mean, to beat check near post, too, Brandon, that had to, had to hurt a little bit. Yeah, we might have scored four tonight, but it was not an easy night out. Check was feeling himself tonight. He was getting low yeah, and digging those shots out of the corners. Uh, and it was a fantastic finish. But 60th minute World Cup winner Pedro, this time in the goal sheet, assist to Edna Zard. Uh, Dan, what? just walk us through this one and tell us what made you most excited about seeing this one go in. Well, you know, we had looked very susceptible to the cutback pass in the box probably about two minutes before this goal happened. And then we just retaliated with a ruthless assault moving forward. Uh, and Hazard could have, you know, done his magic, his typical Belgian wizardry, and put himself in the position to try to go 1v1 and push it past check, but decides that Pedro is just running in and has all the space in the world to slot it past, uh, you know, Petr Cech, which, again, we love Petr Cech, and we're excited for what hopefully the next stage of his career is going to be, but uh, that was not the uh, the best performance he's had in goal versus uh, versus Chelsea, so... Yeah. Again, not a bad one. I just would like to point out. I think that's a little harsh. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea. No, no, no. I'm just, I just want to like reiterate. You're right. Like Chelsea were clinical in front of goal today, and that was surprising yeah. probably to most people. I mean, if you're going to tell me that Pedro Giroud and Azard were going to completely outshine Aubameyang and Lacazette based on scoring form this season, that probably isn't where the bookies' money was. But on the day, that's why you play the damn game. Amen. Anyways, 65th minute penalty, goal at Nazard, assist. I'm going to give it to the World Cup winner's route, even though that is completely unofficial and not how stats work. <laughs> Nick, I'll give this one to you so you can step Asterix, up for your though, man. FPL would totally give you the assist for that. Cool, yeah. Let's talk more yeah. about fantasy after the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, Ed Nazard, cool as a cucumber, walks up, knows that, uh, Czech knows him pretty well, goes the opposite direction that he normally goes, uh, kind of rolls it past him to the to the middle left. Uh, easy. And at 3-0, at guys, I think we're all kind of thinking that that this thing is over. And uh, it, was a, it was a pretty wonderful 
sense of relief uh, to to put that third one in because this season, especially, we have let teams come back and come back and come back, yes. and we we haven't put the nail in the coffin. This was wonderful to see. Well, Nick, shouldn't we celebrate the fact that all of these goals happen in the danger zone, which is the forty yeah. fifth to seventieth yeah. minute? <laughs> yeah, we we also need to yeah. applaud. Pedro for the pass to to lead up to the the penalty. I mean, what a an exquisite pass into the box. You know, and Giroud just steps in front of it well and uh, kind of just bullies and you know does what he does, gets chopped down. So immediately after this, in the sixty seventh minute, Nick texts the group game. Two minutes yeah. later, it will be comes on, <laughs> scores an yep. assist. Absolutely nobody. Because he didn't take help from a damn person, and now it's three one. Now Nick, best goal of the game. Confidence crumbling at all at this point. Uh, three one is apparently the most dangerous lead in sports right now. So <laughs> no. you know, I, in Europa area, in European competition. It's, yeah. So um, yeah, I was I was a little nervous. The goal was fantastic. I mean, if we're honest, like it, you know, I don't know if Iwobi will rip one of those again in his career, but it was. It was a really good rip. We didn't clear the ball well enough. You know, I actually thought our our set piece defense tonight overall was really good. Um, but this was just one of those moments where we couldn't get the ball out of the box, uh, and it just fell in the sweet spot. Mike, I mean, hitting that has to feel wonderful. I mean, not to lot him too much, but it was a great goal. No, there, there's times as a player when you rip a shot, it it's just feels completely different. And and you're right, you know, I I think if you're going to give up a goal like that, it, it happens. And to already be up three nothing, um, if it had been two nothing, uh, different different, you know, game on. So um, you know, for once we sh- you know kind of shut a game down before the our opponents had a chance to g- get a goal, which was huge, I think, confidence-wise. Look, Iwobi came on and just lit Chelsea up. His first, technically, two touches just skinned Aspie. Uh, he gets down the end line, beats some players, you know, creates some havoc, uh, probably earns the corner, and then finishes it the way he did. But you know what, Nick? I'm actually kind of disagreeing. I think our our aerial defense was good in regulation, but an open play, I should say. But I felt like a lot of our set pieces. I mean, Socrates missed the header. They they had yeah. some they had some chances specifically off corners and and kind of crosses in off dead balls. That I just felt like this damn zonal marking leaves a lot to be desired. Now outside of the set pieces, and we'll talk about this. David Luiz and Christensen were absolute warriors. Even Jorginho in there stepping to shots, getting in front of everything, and probably because. They had a little bit of a scare from uh, from Xhaka in the first half, but uh, again, we'll, we can we can discuss that a little bit more because as we wrap it up, Danimal, seventy second minute, Eden Hazard assist. It had to be from the World Cup winner Olivier be. Giroud making you eat your tweets, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but that's the best type of thing that could happen, right? As you say, like, is this the last goal that N Hazard scores for Chelsea, the penalty in the 65th minute? And it wasn't because he responds with a almost falling to the ground type of shot with a one really, really sexy assist from Giroud, which is no surprise to N Hazard to set him up and it's done. You know, any hope that, you know, 
DT or troops or Robbie had in the stands, <laughs> all of the Arsenal fan TV members. Jeez. Like you saw their faces because like they actually ended up in the broadcast, which is the best part of it. Like we didn't have to wait for Arsenal fan TV to see that they were absolutely miserable. Uh, was gone. Game over. It was done at this point. You know, I was celebrating at work. I'm sure you guys were as well. You know, it just made the, you know, kind of deviation from the like, you know, conference room area to the downstairs bar at the restaurant nearby and uh, started to celebrate. And to me, I think it's a better goal. Um, Eden catches that with his um, his non-preferred foot. He smashes it with his left out of the air and beats Czech, who wasn't screened like Kepa was. So um, for me, that was my goal of the game. Yeah, hashtag short keeper. Damn it, if he would have been taller, probably would have saved it. All right, uh, that's all right. it for the goals. Uh, you know, a little concerning, though, Dan, that you decided that we needed to sub Ed Nazard off in this match just so he wouldn't score his hat trick. I mean, why do you think Maurizio would pull him off so late in the match? <laughs> well, you know, Maurizio, sorry, just doesn't get along with any of his players. Um, 89th really just, minute you know, substitution. Looking, like Looking for his, uh, his ejection rocket out back to Italy. Clearly doesn't get along with Eden Hazard, and really just, you know, every media narrative was shot to fucking shit by <laughs> this effort, um, this Herculean effort by yeah. these players, this team, and the adversity that this squad has had to go through this season, that this manager has to go through this season, um, is washed away by a really, really impressive run in Europe, winning a trophy. Um, again, you know, Chelsea is not a for-profit football club. If you want to support a full for-profit football club, go to Manchester United and you can be a shareholder. It's really great. Um, but you don't get to share in trophies, uh, in the way <laughs> that Chelsea do, Nick. And this is, um, this is a wonderful cap to what at times is a really rough season. And I think shades the colors of this season very differently now. This is like... Yeah. Hashtag 16 and 16, Nick. It's like one of those those social media challenges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that uh, Asby did the, the six-year challenge on his Instagram, where it's him and Gary in, in 2013 <laughs> and, and 2019. It was wonderful. I mean, look, Chelsea Football Club wins things. We win things consistently. We've won trophies the last three years. Uh, this club you know, over the last 25 years has been built on excellence and it's not always pretty. It doesn't always, uh, meet the media narratives. Um, there's a lot of drama and through it all, uh, this club delivers and delivers and delivers. And look, there were times this year that, you know, I think we were all really frustrated with the pace of play and the lack of goal scoring and the, you know, at times sloppy defending and, you know, the midfield configuration, all the gripes that you can have. And we had them. And, you know, I think we can be honest about that and then also say that this win, beating Arsenal in a cup final in oh. Europe to deny them Champions League football next year, Mike, means the world to me. It makes me so happy. There was a bar next to the bar that we were at with a hundred <laughs> sad Arsenal fans. And I've yeah. never, we, we waved to them from the outside of the bar. Like <laughs> it was, it was so touching. It touched my heart. So yeah, it, 
yes, this is wonderful, Mike. It just has to be wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I think the two of us share a very, very special hatred of Arsenal, and to not watch them beat just us. Just you two? Because yeah. I, no, I, think I think in general, all of us enjoy hating on Arsenal. Uh, we yeah. do, but I, mean, I but I think on, if, if you're going to pick hating, I think if you're going to pick, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, but if you're going to beat a team, it's it's Arsenal for you, correct? Yeah, I, I yeah. think they're the team that I dislike the most. Yes, I, I hate Spurs, but I hate Arsenal even more because they're you know when was the last time Spurs beat us in, you know in a final or or took trophies from us, which Arsenal has done. Um, but yeah, this is for us to finish the season the way we have to give you know potentially uh, Eden. A, a um, you know, a going away that he deserves, you know, to, you know, a big F you to everyone over the whole sorry stuff. So even if he stays next year, we don't have to hear any more of that crap about we all have the same amount of, you know, European you know, or trophies as he does. But I don't know, man. I, I, I want to go back to Zappacosta, and I know that sounds a little bit silly, but for me, there's a couple things. When you're in Baku, who else are you going to put in besides Zappacosta, the man who just has miracles there but overall i think i think it was really great from sorry i think with both emerson and zapacosta you kind of saw him as the manager that actually works somewhat with younger players or people you know it's a little bit of a reward yeah you know and could have finished out the the 90 minutes or the the four minutes but you know you're talking about guys who have been on the bench and have worked hard and they've gotten a chance to kind of finish being on the pitch you know in a big game so um you know, not all of us can be, you know, Eden Hazard. And I think this is, to me, it's encouraging for, for all the kids who are playing that, you know, you just keep working because as a squad player, you're just as important, you know, when your time comes. So that's that's my piece. Okay. Well, uh, enjoy your Zappacosta kit this coming yeah. season. <laughs> it's coming in the mail now. <laughs> on clearance. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> it's on clearance. Jeez. Be nice to him. It's a way to finish off, right? Come on. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the, the, the lines just lead into other magical lines. How about this? What does this win mean in the larger context of the entire season? So on Discord, Pablo Discord Tuscabar saying so much talk about so much to talk about. I hope Dan has a nice N E I P A on the go to celebrate. Ironically, I think that was Mike. How much does it mean to you guys to keep a bitter rival out of a competition? Is it just as sweet as lifting some silverware? And then Nick underscore Leonardson saying, effing awesome. What a second half we did. Question with Europa League win. Finishing third in the league, we must say this is a great result of the season, correct? Is this the greatest result of the season, Dan? And does this, with a third place finish and everything else has happened, kind of deem this season to be a success. You know, I think we talked a lot this season about expectations for Mauricio Sarri, which was a top four finish and a trophy. He took us to two finals, one of which we won. We won the European final, not the domestic final. And we were able to finish top four and go back in the Champions League and could have done so either way. We could have finished fifth, and like Arsenal you know, did, um, and ended up in the Champions League by winning Europa. Um, so I think in general, the way that one result can shift a narrative, particularly when it's a knockout-style competition that is fixed on Thursday fucking nights, <laughs> which is absolutely abysmal. They were the you worst. You know, you talk about ske- schedule wreckers. Like, yeah. And, and not to, like, 
you know get too inside baseball here but oh, like boy. this just rec- like the the recording of a thursday night podcast is not great to drop it on a friday morning and then have a match on Sunday. Like, it's not good for viewers, not good for listeners, not good for us, not good for anybody. Like, so this is absolutely terrible, and that has all been washed away. And on top of that, like, again, it's like building a Sunday. You had the victory, which was, like, the ice cream, and then you add the trophy, which is, like, the, you know, sauce on the top, and then you add the tears, which is, like, the (laughs) sprinkles of Arsenal's fans um, who now are denied playing in the Champions League. Nick... It's just fucking amazing. Cherry on top. Yeah, I, I said this too. Like beating Arsenal anytime is wonderful. Beating Arsenal to to the top four and and keeping them out uh, twice is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I was thinking about this earlier too. What if we had won the Capital One Cup or the Carabao Cup, whatever it's called? And and lost this final. Like, how different would this season look? Because technically, it's still the same result, right? You win yeah. a cup and you finish top four. I think it feels a lot different, Mike. So yeah. I think winning the big competition, dominating the tournament in the way that Chelsea did. Uh, obviously, we came close with a scrape with uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. But I mean, th- this was Chelsea's tournament all all season long, and to finish it off in grand style by pummeling them, not just beating them, but pummeling them in a final is just outstanding. And so I think it does change, you know, facts being facts. Like I think it does change the narrative, Mike, but I don't want to, I don't want to like just have this gloss over everything either. There, there are problems that existed before the season that still exist. And there's joy that we didn't have until right now that I'm very happy for. So it can be a balanceable. Yeah. I mean, it's bittersweet. Um, you know, I don't think today's win wallpapers over the, the season, but I think it lets us all look back on it and have, you know, we've walked away with some good things and, and, and from a competitive point of view, you know, not only have we, we've stolen champions league from Arsenal, which is millions of dollars. We've taken the additional $4 million by winning instead of losing, you know, we're, we're hurting a rival recruiting because they won't have European competition. We don't have to worry about, you know, qualifying for the Europa league or I'm, I'm sorry for champions league, um, by securing third. So it's just overall, I think, we are putting ourselves back in a position to really um, get really good players to come in and say, "Look, we have Champions League. Look, we have you know we're winning trophies, even with these teams, even when the you know the kind of years that we have." And I think the best part is that this is not our best squad. We were missing key players and injuries and banged up, and it's kind of that Chelsea way to you know when all so hope is Michael, lost. What does that mean that Marisa Sorry has pulled off? The Italian job? Oh, my Oh! Wow. Heist! (laughs) Please edit that out. Robbery! (laughs) Yeah. He'll win a Mini Cooper. Um, But no, I I think this is huge. I think it allows... I think it reinstills a lot of the swagger that the club needs and that the fans have and and going into the summer and, you know, I, I... I think Nick's right. I, I, I really I see this as both uh, Eden and Maurizio, if they so choose, can kind of ride off into the sunset. And um, it just the narrative is completely different had we lost today. And I am so freaking thankful that not only did we crush Arsenal, but that we just don't have to deal with an entire summer of turmoil. 
from this loss. Look, winning trophies solves a lot of things. I mean, oh, yeah. for the love of it, Dan Silves on Twitter even said, at the end of the day, this on top of top four, he thinks Maurizio should stay. And if any of you follow Dan Silves, wow. for him to That's say big... that, or he said he's wow. earned another year, like that is, again, just shows you the power of a trophy. And I bet there's a lot of fans who sung Sorry Out will, when you win something for them and for the club we all love, the dynamic has changed. Maurizio had some interesting post-match quotes, but the only ones I want to talk about are the fact that he said he's starting to feel like this is his team, you know, and, and he loves English football. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but this season is a success. Top four, third place, you win the Europa League, pot one. I mean, this is, by all, by all accounts, uh, any other season, regardless of the kind of hodgepodge squad we have, this was, this was a success. Now, could it well, have been better? I think yes, but it was enough. The point you make about avoiding pot one is pretty substantial. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, ultimately, if we had just been top four, we still would have put ourselves in a, a situation where like potential other domestic league winners would have been individuals that we would have had to go up against oh, yeah. in group stages. Yeah. And so we have avoided, uh, swerved, uh, as some of the uh, cool kids might say, oh, past geez. some teams that you don't want to face in uh, the group stages. So that puts us in a much more advantageous position to get out of the groups and get into the uh, knockout phase yeah. next season. You're talking Barcelona, Juventus, PSG, Bayern, um, some some big teams. So huge accomplishment. Um, but anyways, we have more to go. And the next one up being Ed Nezard. But real quick, we're going to take a break and we're back. What the hell did Eden say to the reporters after the match? Not again, Eden. All right, so coming back into this, uh, Munin on Discord saying, with Hazard gone, how long will it be until we get another player like him? Totally electric, wins us games on his own, loved by both us and opposition fans, and just a genuine world-class talent who isn't called N'Golo Kante. And then Robert Hansen even saying, what's the over-under on our goals scored next year if Eden leaves and we take the two-window ban? Um, not, you know, I guess we can kind of get into what we think might happen, Mike, but most importantly, here's what Eden said at the end of the match. Quote, my dream was to play in the Premier League and I have done that for one of the biggest clubs. So maybe now it is time for a new challenge. We will decide in a few days. And the only target in my mind was to win this final, Hazard said. I have made my decision already and I now, and I know, and now I'm waiting on both clubs. I think it is a goodbye, but in football, you never know, end quote. I mean, he said it's a goodbye. He, yeah. he came out and said it. Um, he's forcing the conversation in a very public manner. Um, where do you stand on what seems like we are absolute certainty of losing Ed Nazar for this team uh, moving forward? Because that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> to me, I'm not bothered by it. I mean, it's a question that everyone has, and I think we'd rather know you know, what he feels as opposed to, you know, alluding to it or everything else. So, you know, we know that he says that he wants a new challenge. He wants to go to Madrid. I don't blame him. Um, and I'm not mad. I, you know, to, to me, the most important thing is that if we are going to lose him, um, how do we rebuild from here and how do we get the most from 
him, you know, f- from the sale of of Eden. So <clears throat> I'm not I'm not upset. I mean, I think it would be a lot. It would be a lot different. We very well could be in Arsenal spot right now. We could be in fifth place, and we could have just lost a cup final to put us in Champions League. But and we we're could be not. Lo- we could be losing a Belgian, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I'm sure. I don't know, man. I, I was actually more bothered by seeing Czech crying than hearing Eden say what we've kind of all known for six months or a year. And the only person in an Arsenal kit who seemed to be crying after the match, by the way. Yeah. Just to well, tell you about the levels of the teams. Terrera yeah. was crying when he came off. I feel like I saw. Um, yeah, but that was because he got beaten mercilessly <laughs> by Udo Conte. With one With leg. With one leg. With one leg. <laughs> Never mind. I'm done playing the empathy card. I'm just going to exit this conversation. <laughs> just join in with us. No. But, I mean, Eden Hazard is a wonderful player. He's been a wonderful servant to the club. Of course, I think this is one of the more difficult things in world football to do, which is trying to negotiate your way, both through your play and and through negotiations of your contract to the club you've always really wanted to play for. I have great empathy for that. And I also understand why he wants to go. You know, I think Dan made the point now, though. I mean, this is now it's the business, right? Chelsea's not going to give Eden Hazard away for for peanuts like they you know real madrid has to come and meet the valuation if the valuation is 130 million pounds that's what they have to pay yep. otherwise we'll, we'll go find another buyer because there will be other clubs who want to come and get him so yep. uh the uh, this is now marina's like sweet spot right she does a really good job of selling players the buying is where we've had the issue but i think there is a really great chance that we get a good valuation for him i think when he comes back to Stanford Bridge at some point in the future, whether it be playing or or just as a legend, you know, trotting out there, that he will be warmly received. And he should be. He is he's truly given it all for the club. And so I respect his decision. We've known this is kind of going that way for a long time. And frankly, I'm kind of relieved that this part is over because we get to focus on other things now. And yeah. And I ho- I hope those other things replace and or exceed his production but that's the scary part do you think that the result makes it easier or even acceptable uh i think it would have been hard either way i mean it's a lot better that we won a trophy on the way out and denied arsenal the champions league yeah i think it's everyone has warm fuzzies right now and he gets to go out a champion which is what John Terry did and what Didier Drogba did and, you know, so Gary on and so Cahill forth. Gary Cahill so, did? Jeez. Yep, like yeah. Gary Cahill did, yeah. legend. Um, so, look, I, I feel I feel good about this. We, you know, Chelsea just isn't as big a club as Real Madrid, and that's not saying what a bad thing. It's just, you know, they, they have a certain allure, and they're going to get their guy, and we're going to get someone else, and we're going to root for that guy just as hard. Amen. I I mean, I think he he needed this because he didn't have the greatest end of the season in the Premier League. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot in Eintracht Frankfurt minus score the penalty to send us through. I'm, I'm not going to deny him that. So I think this helps. Um and it's all wrapped into this stupid, twisted, dark summer that's already upon us. And I was texting with Eric, and I even told him, I said, I already hate this summer. Ednazard's gone. 
Maurizio Sarri's may be gone. We're gonna sit on the transfer ban and take it. I just I don't I don't want to have this happen. Well, and and just as a reminder for anyone who doesn't you know use Twitter or whatnot, Chelsea has not reached a point where it cannot appeal the registration slash transfer ban to the Court of Arbitration of Sport or CAS. Like we have apparently, because this is legalese and it takes a long time. We have not received the written summary from FIFA that says, here is a list of all the crimes that you were accused of and we are you know, basically saying that you committed. Um, we've only received the verbal sentencing. So because we don't have the written sentencing, we can't go to the court of arbitration of sport and say, hey, I declare this is false and we want to contest this, which would stay the ban until such time as the court of arbitration of sport could rule on the issue, which would take multiple months. So um, yeah. anyone who is reporting differently is not giving you the right information. No, I, I hear you. Um, which again is just more, you know, that's not my world. That's Jay Cohen's world. But the fact that you can be charged without it being written down seems like FIFA continues to suck. So uh, yep. anyways, my opinion <laughs> is just that Ed Nazar leaving is, miserable and i really hope it's a manageable situation because if you lose edin you lose a manager and you lose the ability to sign anyone else um it's gonna be a hell of a summer and uh i don't know it'll give us a lot to talk about but it, it doesn't give a lot of confidence to i think fans Danny so we'll Drinkwater, goes. player manager uh, no, hmm. we we already have Keppa as a player manager, so you can't replace him. I mean, without he's Rob. proven himself, so at least there's that. Sorry, Frank. Manage us oh. to Europa, Europa League victory. Yes. All right, next one up. By the way, that was not a serious comment about Frank. Okay, uh, Maurizio Sorry and his job. <laughs> More, aka what job? Uh, Dan, crazy quotes after the match according to some. So he says, quote, we won 12 games out of 15. We scored more than any other team in the UEFA Europa League. In the final, we defeated a strong team 4-1. to <clears throat> I dedicated this victory to Napoli fans because I didn't manage to give them this kind of joy and to the players who missed this game due to injuries, end quote. And then the follow-up tweet from uh, Paolo Minucucci, who who reported this said after the victory Maurizio just wanted to dedicate it to people who could not enjoy this success directly tonight his former Napoli fans and the injured players in the squad he definitely did not want to disrespect Chelsea fans uh, this is typical Maurizio right like why not say the easy thing instead I will say whatever the hell I want yeah not always the most eloquent which Again, he's not being paid to be eloquent. He's being paid to go out and win trophies. So credit to him. He got that done tonight. Um, I would have worded it differently, but this is Mauricio Sarri, and this is what he's done, and he's put himself in foot-and-mouth situations before. And ultimately, you know, he has obviously a strong, strong bond with the Napoli fans who have put up banners asking him to not go to Juventus, which is the current leading rumor about if Mauricio Sarri is to leave, that he would go to Juventus, and they don't want that heartbreak. They don't want to have to root against Sarri. You know, he is from Napoli. The fans love him there. They do not want a tenuous relationship with him. So I could see where someone who has that affection and adoration of the fans would feel the same way and feel like he, again, 
had two of the best scoring point total sides in Syria history and lost to two of the best Juventus sides of all time in Syria. So you could see where his frustration potentially would be is that he achieved greatness in statistical form, but couldn't deliver a trophy. And even though he didn't achieve statistical greatness at Chelsea, despite all the passing stats we talked about this season, Nick somehow managed to work our way to a trophy. And I think that's where, if we're trying to interpret the feelings, that's how I would interpret them. Yeah, I, I think, again, he achieved, you know, we said this after we clinched Champions League, and I, and I think we repeat it now, is he achieved what Google, what the goals were at the beginning of the season. Uh, Champions League football and a trophy. And the trophy was kind of like the nice to have out of that, you know, for being completely honest. The Champions League means right now everything to this club. So on merit, he did his job. Um, I think where people will find, you know, probably some or have some dispute is in the style in which it happened. You went through the stats a couple of weeks ago, Dan, but of, of all the, you know, the last 16 Chelsea teams, this team scored four, you know, was 14th in goal scored. So, there, there are there are cracks in the way he handled himself throughout the year, and you know the way his players handled themselves, and you know the the style of football, like all this stuff is is a part of it, right? It's all contextually relevant. It's not just because this happened doesn't mean that all that other stuff didn't happen. Um, but I feel I feel like people are kind of eating their words today, which is really interesting to me, especially like a guy like Dan Silves who was as anti sorry as I've seen. Um, it's, it's just incredibly interesting. So I am, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested to see if he goes to Juventus. I'm interested to see who comes to Chelsea, if that's the case, or does this mean that cracks are being papered over and that we have a manager for the next season? I have no idea, Mike, what you think. Personally, I really don't care, um, what sorry said. Um, I will remember tonight, not his comments. Um, I can understand where he's coming from. Uh, there has to be a huge amount of relief um, for someone to have, you know, not being able to win a, a trophy and have that held over your head for a long period of time. Um, and also somewhat have a fan base embrace you the way they have. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's vindication. I mean, I think personally it is for him. Um, it's an interesting situation because as we've all seen, it's it's mission accomplished, but not necessarily in the way that we'd want to see it. Um, so I think that both the club and Maurizio should really be um, allowed to go on their own way or, or you know choose a different course of action if they so choose. Um, but overall, I think it's to me it's it's not a big deal. Like let's let's focus on the you know a four one drubbing of Arsenal in a European Cup. Yeah, well, no thanks to Sesk, uh, who Nick underscore Leonardson on Discord saying uh, Sesk in the BT studios saying he doesn't think Sorry will be there. Uh, Lampard question mark and then Iragov saying, well, what should be our focus for the next season or two with Ed Nazard missing from the squad and the two window ban players positions tactics managers C suite. Now I think Iragov the the simple answer is win some trophies to just do what we do. Like it, everything else goes to that. And that's what Roman wants. And it was great to see him there. So I think to me, 
whether or not Mauricio's there or not, whether Frank Lampard's there or not, Chelsea have one very specific goal, and that is to win silverware. And we've done that this season. So, um, you know, I, I've i kind of flip-flopped on Rizzo, and to me, I think that the, uh, the dressing room not really being a cohesive unit is a huge red flag, but they turned up today, and they got it done. And maybe the occasion is what made it happen, but we haven't talked about this at all, guys. Today was one of the best days of sorry ball we've seen all season. Like the passing and the movement, at least the build out out of the back was great. And it helps when you're playing 11 on 10, thanks to Mesut Ozil. But that's not the point. The point was the team moved the ball so quickly um, and looked really sharp. Well, and, and really on that point, Brandon, I think for the, for the entirety of the season, but especially against Arsenal who have pressed us to death, uh, in the last couple of seasons, this team beat the press more often than any team I've seen this year. And oh, yeah. it was really impressive, Mike, to see the center backs communicating with the midfield because they were Arsenal was pressing so high, just trying to get a cheap goal at the end. And it was just a master class of triangles all up the pitch. And then when you get the occasional long ball, it was like game over at that point. Well, yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> the amount of saves that Dave and Louise and, and Christensen made, I mean, uh, those are blocks, lo- not saves. <laughs> uh, saves. Union. Sorry, blocks. They have, <laughs> you know, it is not easy to make, make those tackles and to lunge that way and to put your body on the line and to see them do it over and over again. It just, like I said, it's kind of a collective spirit that, the team, you know, it came together. Even Louise and Iguain were hugging each other and dancing uh, at the end. So, you know, sometimes things don't look great, but it's the family the booze, pulled together, Mike. right? It's what it'll do to you. <laughs> tell you what, this was pre-booze. This was just still on the pitch. Oh well, so. yeah, euphoria then. Uh, so wrapping up this season for Maritu Sorry at Opta Joe says 39. Maritu Sorry won 39 matches in all competitions for Chelsea this season. The only manager to ever win more in his first season in charge of Chelsea was Jose Mourinho in the 0405 season with 42 wins. Special. It didn't feel like we won 39, I can tell you that much. Uh, and then at Coral saying Maritu Sorry's Chelsea are the first side in the 21st century to be crowned Europa League champions without losing a game from the group stage to the final. Again, that was only three draws along the way. Um, Dan, you did not do a man of the match, Dan of the match, brain of the match, whatever you want to call it. And, and and I think that this is actually like really contentious and like it was a, it was it an act of provocation well, on your part because Nick is wrong. I'm uh, with not Nick. the first time on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, not the Nick first time too. Brandon is wrong on this podcast what? or Mike. Three, what three the out hell? of four. Three yeah. out of four, Dan. Yeah. yeah. No, no one agrees with you, which is Everybody crazy. Agrees. Boy, I've never Dan. heard us be this wrong on the podcast. I have to go what are you, recommend Brand somebody Stark else. Being wrong all <laughs> the time. Team not Dan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, team not Dan. Uh, Ed Hazard was clearly the man of the match. Hands he was down. Not, no, he was without not question. No, he was not at all. So I would love to hear your suggestions, your incorrect suggestions for who you think is a man of the match. And it's not Unai Emery for his Zumba moves on the touchline. I'll tell you. Hey, his hips don't okay. lie. Okay. So Olivier Giroud, I believe, was the man of the match. Hell yes. And it doesn't, it, it's not to take anything away from Eden Hazard, who clearly got two goals and an assist and was wonderful. 
Uh, Olivier Giroud, I think, contributed more to the attack in terms of holding the ball up and obviously scored a great goal, made an assist, a wonderful assist, and won a penalty. He just completely you know, took Arsenal's defense and opened up space all over. Pedro had room to, to wander. Eden Hazard had room to do what he does. He was wonderful today. And I would also throw out David Luiz as a contender as well, who I thought was absolutely all over the place committed you know that's a that's a final that's a it's a final david louise you know he's typical just a gladiator of louise yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah. those two i would throw out there in addition to hazard who obviously you know got his his couple of goals but without olivier Giroud, he doesn't score those so no in your face dan scoring that very first goal against arsenal has been key in the last 10 matches against them um it, it shook them in a way that it, it set the tone for the rest of this the second half. I, I think it was hugely important, and I, I think Keppa was pretty. I thought he had, you know, not again. It's going to be pretty hard for a goalkeeper to win, especially with this many goals being scored. But I thought he had a pretty fantastic match as well. He was. He, All right, so I'm, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna run it with some stats just, real quick. Hold on, real quick, just real quick. Yeah. Uh, from my perspective, uh, uh, Keppa had a super shaky game. He didn't catch things. He punched things into danger. Uh, he just looked nervous. Uh, from my perspective, he didn't look confident. Um, he only had a, he only had a few saves, um, but a lot of his clearances and kind of punches into dangers was not. You could tell he was he was nervous. All right, Dan, bring your stats to the the not stat party. They're not Dan's stats. So our our boy Nazar Kinsella, who was in Baku, hooking it up with the Never stats. Heard of him. And Hazard's last game for Chelsea. <laughs> Two goals, three shots, three on target, five key passes, one assist, 36 passes in the opposition half, five crosses, 80 touches, 10 duels, fouled three times. Each stat was either the most or tied for joint for Chelsea as any Chelsea player in this match this evening. So, But that changes. That changes you. if Giroud takes his penalty, right? So then Giroud has two goals and assist. He's player. But of the he match. didn't, to be fair. Well, Giroud's never taken that the penalty. timeline, that's great. But when you no, invent no, a time no, machine, no, no. it'd be awesome. No. And we could the, use that to. The fact penalties. of the matter remains that Eden Hazard doesn't score those goals without Olivier Giroud, who I think was mm-hmm. just as good on the day. And yes, Eden Hazard is the sentimental pick. He's leaving. I have no problem really giving it to him. He just isn't my man in the match. And yep. not to be a sample size of one, but I, you know, there's, there are a lot of people out there on Twitter who are kind of saying the same thing. So it's, it's Which fine that I didn't got it. No one should use. <laughs> oh, look, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, but I, but I would also, I would also say this. Can we, can we give a minute to N'Golo Conte who apparently did some damage to his knee, but three fucking days ago and went out and played 90 minutes today and won a cup for Chelsea. The man is Unbelievable, dude he was sixty un- forty. He was sixty forty to play initially, then went to fifty to fifty, and then went on and played an entire fucking European final. Nick, oh now he's, you're he's now un- you're fucking believable. All right, he's unfucking believable, guys. Like I, I have so much like affection and astonishment for that guy. Like he's just an unbelievable footballer, and he sacrificed for the team all night, even though he clearly wasn't himself. Uh, so this is, I just I need to give him uh, some some wonderful praise because 
he really did uh, a job tonight. And mm-hmm. clearly, you know, Maurizio just left him out there because he's like, apparently you're just a superhero. So. Right. He subbed Kovacic <laughs> off as you have this guy who is clearly not at 100%, which blew my mind. But again, it, it, it worked. So there, there, there's that. Um, what I would like to say is, Dan, shame on you for hiding stats uh, from our script so that you can just come in and throw those at our face. But who scored had Ed Nazar at a 9.7 in the man of the match? Giroud in second Woo! with a 9.0. 9.7 for Ed Nazar. Let's see what he had. He had five dribbles today. So he had a 50% success rate on his takeout. No, they're saying he had five of eight. 63%. That's pretty fantastic. He was dispossessed four times. Um, but I would say that in the end, what is fantastic is that you have a handful of players to choose from in a cup final, and that is exactly what you want from your team. You want them to show the hell up. I was in a group chat with two of my best friends who have made terrible life decisions in supporting Arsenal, and they didn't have shit to say. The only thing they could say <laughs> was how embarrassing Mesut Ozil was. And they, when the comparison was, he gives you nothing defensively. And I reminded them, Ed Nazard, he tracked back once, I think. He doesn't give you anything defensively, but he gives you a ton going forward. And Mesut Ozil gave nothing on either side of the ball. Absolute bystander and their most expensive player. And he is the reason that Aaron Ramsey is going to Juventus on a free because they bet their piles of cash on him and it failed so their big game players did not show up they have over 100 million worth of strikers that had wildly successful premier league seasons and they still ended outside the top four and they didn't do they had chances to be fair and they didn't finish them they didn't do what they were paid millions to do chelsea's team showed up manned up did the business, got out of there with the W, popped the champagne, popped the singer, blouses, baby, and that's what being do, a Chelsea do you pop fan singer? is all about. Is that what happens? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it's the champagne of beers, unlike your beer of champagne, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, yeah. Oh. guys, it this has been a fantastic day. I think we're all on cloud nine enjoying it. Um Dan, Mike, Nick, gentlemen, thank you. It has been so much fun uh, living this day through our text with everyone on Discord and being able to come here and just have a blast recording yet another trophy for the London is blue. I mean, for for Chelsea, uh, guys. <laughs> what, <laughs> what an absolute! Can blast. we actually sync up this time as we exit yeah. out? Let's do it. Okay, so a like, one, three, two, a two, a three. The We're the, the only, only team in London. We're the only team in London. We're the only team in London. Very hard to do. Very, very hard to do over two time zones. All right, Chelsea fans. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, until next time, keep the blue flag flying high.